All right, preseason week two is upon us. Some big takeaways and, and surprising rookie performances in that Browns-Eagles game Thursday night and what to watch for in all the rest of the preseason week two slate coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thank you so much, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are one. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts and uh, we're going to talk about all the games and preview there's tons to watch for things things aren't quite real Matt but they're getting realer right in preseason week two we're seeing more players out there and uh, as always it's really fun to, to watch players that you see for the first time in those new uniforms and we've talked a lot about the non first round quarterbacks this week and we were asked about Tanner McKee in our mailbag and we promised we would watch him closer and uh, there was a lot of good takeaways here in this Browns-Eagles preseason game, none more so than young quarterback Tanner McKee, who, I mean, looked at, looked awesome. He looked like the real deal right out of the gate for the Philadelphia Eagles. No question. So last night's game felt kind of real. I think the rest of the weekend's game will feel the realest we've had yet. And then next week we'll go, mm, I'm, I'm grumpy about these fourth stringers in there and we want the starters back and then we're, you know. we're, we're we're lining up some teams to have a pretty big preseason week three i think that are going to treat that as a dress rehearsal so i, I think it's still a 50 50 mm, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a little hard to predict yes um let's start with the key that's a great spot well i'm going to start with Mariota. Okay. he stinks <laughs> he's I, so bad i've seen enough like that he i know it's not that i mean he he how do you get worse it's it just doesn't seem like he cares that much. That That's the vibe I get. And I don't know the yeah. guy, and so I don't want to really put that on him. That's just what it looks like from the outside. Uh, I, it was a no contest. I, I don't know how you roll into the season without Tanner McKee as your number two quarterback when you see, I mean, it was night and day. It was like, oh, here's a quarterback that came to play following a quarterback that did not come to play. Yeah, and maybe some of it's at the that quarterback show on Netflix where – I'm not saying he didn't take it as seriously as Mahomes and Cousins, but you saw his life behind the scenes, and then but he just he didn't take it as seriously with the quarterbacks. I don't know how you could come to a different conclusion. You're and, probably right. Yeah. And, and and Cousins is is wired differently, clearly, but he has to, to maximize his ability. And you know, Mahomes didn't come off, or um, Mariota didn't come off that way with, with the quarterbacks, Doc. But it, that's not that damning. What's damning is how he played in a preseason game, and yeah, and. Just looked yeah. Out. and he just had a baby, and maybe he's more interested in that stuff. But he can't hit the broad side of a barn. And a lot of this is even, like, fantasy related to the Falcons. Like, I'm still in on London and Pitts because they had this guy throwing to him last year. They can't complete passes. But McKee is impressive. Um, from what I understand, Mariota has $5 million guaranteed. So if they cut him, they st he's still getting that. And it's still yeah, going to count against you know, you hope maybe probably the Eagles right now, if they've started to make that determination. And, and by the way, Mariota, nine of 17 passing, no touchdowns, interception, five yards per throw. 
McKee comes in 10 of 18 passing 147 yards, 8.2 yards per throw. He's making big throws downfield accuracy. It looked like night day different. Pass, no interception. I mean, it, it was not even close. It's, you know, a 100 rating versus a 42.8 quarterback rating. Right. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, those numbers, sometimes the box score doesn't tell the story. That was exactly what it looked like out there. And, and maybe even better from Tanner McKee than 10 of 18 passing is what it felt like to me. And, you know, um, you need to be cheap at the position. If you can get some of those dollars back, even if, you know, you trade Mar- Mariota for a seventh round pick for someone who needs a backup quarterback, uh, potentially, uh, because, you know, all the salary cap flexibility you can get if you're the Eagles and having that young backup. And we've already talked about the Browns and, and DTR and mm-hmm. both of those teams have super expensive star quarterbacks. Now to have that cheap next four years, uh, mid-round quarterback contract would be huge for your backups. And we've already seen Dorian Thompson-Robinson overtake Kellen Mond on the Brown side. Yeah, and he was good again last night. You had a great point the other day that the Jets and Browns had one more game, and I think that helps a little bit. But that's you – know, DTR is here to stay. Um, I The one play I absolutely loved, I don't, I don't know if you caught it, but it, it was an outside run, and he kind of found himself in no man's land. He's like, I'm going to go block this linebacker throws his shoulder right into him, and then he turns around and looking for more, peels back like in a Heinz Ward fashion, blasts this defensive back and gets a flag. I'm like, this is awesome. And, and I was watching the live broadcast with my buddy Ross Tucker on there, and he's like, and and they're watching it live and going, man, that, that doesn't look like a flag to me. And then Ross goes, oh, it's the second one. And the O-lineman and Ross just loses his mind. He's like, oh, I love this guy. That was awesome. You know, like, and it was. I mean, great stuff i mean i think these are two young promising quarterbacks we saw last night man and remember earlier around draft season we had a podcast and we talked about teams and it was sort of you know maybe the brock purdy effect was part of it but you know the value of these later round quarterbacks and you're asking the question why don't teams draft more quarterbacks even if you got one it's so valuable to have a second one and we saw teams really do that this year Mm -hmm. and clearly the draft class has to be there for you to do it. But even some other players that we were like, I don't know, Aiden O'Connell and Sean Clifford. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. Those guys are legit too. And you know, Dorian Thomas and Robinson and, and Tanner McKee had more people that liked them and thought they were day two guys. And they ended up on day three. But um, I mean, those look like fantastic draft picks right now for the Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles. And by the way, Kellen Mond actually played, I think as good as I've seen him play in this preseason game for the Browns. Yeah. Good point. And uh, there were some other youngsters in this game I just wanted to at least call out. I mean, Cedric Tillman now for a couple games in a row looks like a keeper. I am all in on him. Um, Watkins, the other receiver for um, Cleveland, had a big, big game as well. So you know, they're they're going to deal with some some upcoming cap stuff, you know, with the, the Watson thing taking place. Maybe they can't keep an Amari Cooper, but maybe one of those guys can help that situation. Um who is the linebacker for Cleveland, too? I'm trying to find his name. He was all over the place last night, too. I'm, I'm just scrolling through the box score here. Uh, where was it? What's that? 53, was it? Diabadi. Muhammad Diabadi. I mean, he oh, was, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went undrafted. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a keeper, too. I just kept hearing his name over and over. And then the Eagles had some guys, like – Again, I was listening to Ross, and Ross is like, "How did the league let the Eagles get Nolan Smith at the end of the first round?" Like, that, well, I, oh man, the game, of the game. I thought that's what the the talking point was going to be for us today. It ended up being the quarterbacks again, and Tanner mm-hmm. McKee looked so good. 
But that that was a really good matchup watching Dewan Jones, who looks like a steal of a fourth round pick for the True. Cleveland Browns against Nolan Smith, because Smith did get around him a couple times and showed that bend and, and that elite athleticism that he has coming off the edge. I mean, he looks like Hassan Reddick part two for that defense. And it's like, yeah, how do you let them get these guys in the first round? I mean, and both just great rookie classes for both the Eagles and the Browns. And we gave them high grades right after the draft. And we're seeing it now on the field. And Dewan Jones, I know there was questions about if he loved football, um, you know, and he's not the the fleetest of foot, but he's so big and so long, and he's looked really good in the preseason as well. That was a fantastic matchup between those two guys. Absolutely. And another Georgia second-year guy for the Eagles, N'Kobe Dean, when they went out and signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack, I'm like, ooh, don't they like Dean? You know, and I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, he played a ton. He was the leader of the defense. Just listening to the Eagles broadcast, they've been raving about him, and it looked like Cunningham and Jack are just going to fight for that second spot. So he's another Georgia young pup on this Eagles defense that could be a keeper too. All right, we spent enough time on the Eagles yeah, and good. the Browns. Good job, guys, uh, out there in Philly and Cleveland with your rookie draft classes that should pay some dividends uh, looking like in year 2023 and beyond for those football teams. And really interesting, I think, what the what the Eagles decide to do with their backup quarterback spot. And uh, if, if Mariota just gets cut, or are you going to hold on to him because there's guaranteed dollars there? But Tanner McKee looking uh, looking legit. Love what I'm seeing from those young quarterbacks. Boy, Next, let's go through it. Rapid fire. Uh, players to watch in every single preseason week two game. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We talk so much about team building here on Peacock and Williamson. And uh, when it really matters and really counts, you have to find the best people to help the other people do their jobs, right? We talk about how uh, a quarterback needs an offensive line and pass protection so you can showcase how good the quarterback is so he can do his job. And it's the same for your small business. So why not go to where the most people, the most job seekers already are, like LinkedIn? And all you do is you add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions. Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. All right, here we go. Let's roll through this. A couple of pretty good Friday games here on the NFL schedule, Matt. And that begins with the number one pick in the NFL draft this year, Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers at the New York Giants. Who's your player to watch? Yeah, my player to watch tonight is Axel Rose and Slash. I'm going to uh, GNR at PNC Park, brother. So these guys, I'm gonna have to catch up with these tomorrow late morning. I'm a little bit worried. Axel Rose might give you the Marcus Mariota treatment tonight, man. He's, yeah. he's been kind of like past his prime for for you know decades, maybe multiple decades at this point. But you know, <laughs> get your you know as long as there's one guy shredding in a top hat and uh, and Axel yeah. Rose can still get up there with the squeal, I think it'll be a fun time. I'm sure we'll have a good a good outing nonetheless. So, that, But back to this game, I want to say both offensive lines. You know, the Giants, to me, 
need their right tackle Neil to really start to look like a first round pick. I'm excited to watch Michael Schmitz at center. Their guard situation's a little hmm, questionable. And then that Panthers O-line was flat out horrific in week one, you know, and I think it's much better than that, but it was, you know, a bad opening preseason showing for that group. Yeah, and, and how about one of Bryce Young, and of course Bryce Young's the player to watch in this game, and you of know, course, young yeah. players, you just want to see, you know, slow growth, and you want him to look like he belongs in the NFL, and you don't want, you know, guys like DTR and uh, and Tanner McKee looking better than the number one pick in the draft if you're the Panthers, so, you know, make it, make it, you, you want him to look like he belongs, and, and I want to see, you know, where the ball's going, it really looked like he was going to look, you know, I think, I get the feeling Adam Thielen's going to be his, his whoopee. You know, Maybe, in, yeah. in this offense as a rookie. So I want to see if that continues or if they work Jonathan Mingo in. So Mingo is another one, too. He's going to be mm, kind of a squat guy, number three. He got the start, but it was a three-wide receiver set they started with the Panthers. So is Mingo going to be a real featured player? Uh, he hasn't gotten a catch yet in the preseason, so I want to see that as well with the Panthers. Good one. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get an end around, a bubble screen, things like that, too, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the... Atlanta Falcons Friday night, Desmond Ritter. I mean, come on, let's go. Yeah, quarterbacks. This is, and like we mentioned, like maybe there's a little bit more there with Ritter because did, you know, did Mariota really chat? I feel like I feel bad. We're kind of crushing Marcus Mariota right now, Mm. but you know, how, how bad was Mariota last year? Cause he he wasn't good. He wasn't great, but was it a situation where it's like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. We've, 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 we've got an opportunity to get so much better at quarterback with our, you know, our third round quarterback that we just selected last year. I mean, I think he'll be better than Mariota and he was even as a rookie. So I'm not saying he's the answer. One thing though, I don't understand why Arthur Smith wouldn't have played Ritter in week one. I mean, like it's not like he's out of the woods. It's not like he's Tom Brady. I mean, I mean, I would play him as much as humanly possible. I think and it's along- more about he yeah. wanted to rest the rest of the starters. And if you don't have the one O line in that you don't want to put uh, your one yeah, QB yeah. in, I think is probably what it was. And and we might see them out there a little extra this time just to make sure that Ritter gets his work because you want the ones to be out there with him. So this also brings me to Zach Taylor because last year, if you remember. Burrow had an appendectomy and none of their offensive starters played a snap in the preseason, except for the left guard or whatever guard Volson, who was like fighting for one spot. There was 10 spots set in stone for the Bengals at this time last year. So he sat them all. And in week one, the Steelers sacked Burrow like eight times and they looked horrible. Like the Steelers couldn't have got them at a better time. And then they struggled again in week two. Like, I'm hoping for Taylor's sake, he just doesn't do the same thing just because Burrow's out. I mean, play your dudes a little bit because we saw how bad it treated him last year. Yeah, or do you have sort of uh, – d- does it, seeing someone like Burrow get hurt scare you away from playing guys even more too? Yeah, I mean, it might. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like – Not only boy. because your one's not out there, but because you don't want to get other guys hurt. So, yeah. Um, and and who are, who are the other quarterbacks for the Bengals? Are they quarterback shopping potentially for yeah. that backup spot, that number three spot? Is Burrow going to be back for sure for week one? I really thought like Teddy Bridgewater would end up there after the, the news of the calf injury showed up. But they're going to roll with Simeon until further notice. Uh, they could regret that too. I mean, as competitive as the AFC is in that division, I don't want to start out 0-2 and then finish strong, you know? Moving along to the Jaguars and the Lions, the Saturday schedule of games of preseason week number two. And it sounds like Jameson Williams is going to get shut down here and we won't see him again until after his suspension. And and he hasn't had a great start to his career when he's been on the field either. 
it's kind of like him and like him and Trey Lance have had these insane beginnings to their careers where they can't get going. Hyper, can't get going, right? I mean, they're they just going to fizzle out. I mean, that's usually the, the league chews you up and spits you out. And good point on Williams because they need other receivers in a bad way. I mean, St. Brown is wonderful, but he's got a small injury right now. The rest of their pass catchers at the wide receiver position in particular are stinky. Well, and I think there's some correlation with the Lions offense and the Falcons offense. And this is the direction a lot of teams are going in the NFL. It's that positionless football. We're going to see running backs, tight ends involved in the passing game, getting the ball out of your quarterback's hands into playmakers hands. And so uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking at that angle for both the Lions and the Falcons here. Keep an eye on Tank Bigsby, too. He ends up on my fantasy teams every draft. So I, I think he could be impressive. Just shout out to Underdog Fantasy. Just drafted Tank Bigsby in my nice. uh, in my best ball slow draft last night. He's he might be my he- most heavily owned player or second most and through like a dozen drafts. I went rookie rookie uh, late in that draft. I got Tank Bigsby and uh, and Tank Dell actually. I went double Tank. Oh, I tanking it up. Back to back tanks in my basketball <laughs> league. Uh, and that brings us to the Texans. Tank Dell. I mean, let's go. Let's see it. He was five for eighty five and a touchdown. He looked untouchable. And it's one thing to get camp reports when you're in shorts and you can't hit guys. And you know the little quick guys always look mm-hmm. great. Like oh, nobody can stick with Tank Dell. But to see it in full pads, full hitting, full speed in a preseason game, that was awesome. See if he can continue that. And who knows? Maybe he's the the new number one for uh, the Houston Texans now. Yeah, definitely a guy to watch. I'm also really going to watch, especially with the Armstead injury. If something derails the Dolphins' offense, I think it could be their O-line. And I think the Texans' D-line is much better than it was a year ago. So that matchup to me is important for that game. Uh, next up, the Bills at your Steelers, Matt. What are you looking for here with the with the Steelers? Now that you're back from Latropia, welcome home, by the way. Uh, Steelers, Bills, who are you watching? I mean, they're play- everybody's playing. Josh Allen's playing the whole time. I mean, even like the Cam Haywards and TJ Watts are playing. So... The first quarter of this game, folks, should be very entertaining. You know, it's it, it almost like a regular season game. And during my last practice while I was in Latrobe, the Steelers were treating this like a real game week. You know, they were running practice off of cards, doing Bills stuff. So the beginning of the game should be sort of close to a real life game. I love this. I'm going to be tuning into that first quarter, Bills Steelers. And then yeah. 30 minutes later, there's a, a kickoff for the Bears and the Colts, which I'm absolutely going to be tuning in for. Oh, yeah. The first quarter, the first half of that one should be a lot of fun. Back to the Steelers and Bills. Calvin Austin, I, he was one of my mm-hmm. draft crushes last year, and it was kind of weird how they almost put him on the shelf unnecessarily, I thought, last year. And I thought it was maybe a bad sign because he had an injury, but it wasn't like this year-long injury. They're like, well, we're putting him on IR, and he's done for the year. Like, Wait, it's supposed to be back in like six weeks. Why would you let a rookie not play all season long? So I thought, oh, yeah. man, maybe they saw something in camp, and he, you know, he's too small, and he's not going to make it in the NFL. He looked dynamic out there in the oh, first season yeah. game, and so uh, I'm excited to watch him. He's, I want to say, battling – but Allen Robinson is the number three. They want a big slot. But Austin will certainly rotate in with the top three receivers and is the clear four. And it's just much different than Robinson, of course. And, and you know what else? I mean, George Pickens is a highlight machine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's showing a little after the catch last week on that on that touchdown catch and run. Uh, has he shown more of a complete game rather than just a jump ball specialist that he was as a rookie? For sure. And a lot of it's because the offensive design from Matt Canada is vastly improved from a year ago. It's allowing these guys to run after the catch more. 
it's a less go route, go route, go route from Pickens. Like he ran the most go routes in the league last year, and that's not a good thing. Everyone knows it's coming, you know. And then Dalton Kincaid for the Bills. Is he tight yeah. end two or is he wide receiver two for the Bills? I that's a great question. I, I don't know. I also think they're trying to figure out what's going on with their true slots too. I'm kind of rooting for Shakir. Uh, Hardy and Sherfield are in the mix. Is Kincaid just the slot? So that's something to look for, too. A lot of slot weapons there uh, in yeah. Buffalo, for sure. And here's here's one that I, I – I mean, I've already stamped both of these quarterback superstars. Bears at Colts, <laughs> Fields, and Anthony Richardson. Fields was perfect three for three and uh, and didn't even throw a ball, I think, past the line of scrimmage last week, and have, but had playmakers making plays for him. So clearly Fields, and, you know, you're watching him. It's like – the the footwork and the quick game. That's what it's all about because he can do the other things and love seeing him with more weapons there. And, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson continue to build on what we saw. It was very imperfect from him, but, you know, decision-making anticipation that he displayed as a young player who hasn't played a lot of football one year, starting experience in college, you know, start stacking those games and stacking those performances for Richardson, um, just high level. Uh, we're talking nuclear level raw materials here in this game at, at both quarterback spots. I think it's that simple for this one. Let's look at two tremendous physical specimens, hopefully develop further quarterback skills. All right, the rest of the preseason week two schedule, who to watch next. Appreciate everybody out there, all of the everydayers that are making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt, who are at the New York Jets Hard Knocks. Uh, it's always fun to watch the Hard Knocks team and then see what happens on Hard Knocks uh, from that game with everybody mic'd up. Um, and, and Buccaneers, you know, see the ones. Let's let's not get any more injuries if you're the Bucks. And, you know, how's that quarterback position going to play out for you this year, which is huge. Here's what I'm looking for from the Bucs, because they played the Steelers last week, and the Steelers whipped up on them for three quarters. And I told Steeler fans, I'm like, that's great, everyone. But that Bucks team that they threw out last week is about as bad of a professional football team as you could actually see. I mean, especially when they rest the Werfs and Veyas and Evans of the world. They have no middle class whatsoever. So I just want them to look not awful. And the like Jets it. are the total opposite, to be honest with you. I mean, their defense has looked phenomenal. And they have that extra game from the Hall of Fame game as well. Yeah, they're a little bit ahead right now. and yeah. um... They might have 100 sacks in that game. Yeah, you know, I see a little uh, Garrett Garrett Wilson, and I don't think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers necessarily ever in the preseason. But maybe he gets a a series or two in the preseason. We'll see. I'm um, still rooting for Zach Wilson too to you know turn his career around a little bit. So it's all off season. The talk was, oh, maybe maybe Bill Belichick likes Bailey Zappi as much as he likes Mac Jones, but Mac Jones has gotten the clear QB one treatment for the Patriots. It's Pats at Packers on Saturday night. And, um, uh, you know, I, I want to see what Mac Jones looks like when he gets that that first initial action, what Bailey Zappi looks like for the Patriots. Um, maybe some 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 clarity on the on the pass catchers for the Pats and who you might even if there's anybody even worth having in your fantasy leagues. Yeah, I don't have a ton of keys. I mean, the Patriots defense looked really good in week one. And I think it will all year. But there's a lot of questions on offense. And I guess this one's as simple, too, as Mac Jones, Jordan Love, to a much lesser degree, Zappy and Clifford. Yeah, they Clifford. continue to have you know a little bit of momentum to them. Yeah, Sean Clifford, he's been getting a lot of buzz. And uh, he hit Dontavian Wicks 
on a nice game last week as a fifth rounder who's kind of buried on that depth chart with such a bunch of young talent on that Packers receiving course. He's another guy I'm looking for. Yeah, good one. Tennessee Titans uh, at the Minnesota Vikings. What are you looking for here, Matt? We, we touched on this earlier in the week that I thought Malik Willis at least took a small step forward from last year. He's the forgotten man, but Levis was really rough in their opener. I mean, uh, I'd like to see both those guys look like they belong. Like I say this a lot for young quarterbacks, and Willis didn't last year. Do you look like you belong? There's nothing scientific to that scouting method at all. But when you're out there on the field, do you look comfortable? Do you look like you belong? Yeah, because you uh, that'd be nice. One of those guys needs to be able to play a football game and be the number two, and you're mm-hmm. one more away from being the number one in that case. Absolutely. And I'm also interested in the Vikes D. I mean, this Flores system to me, I think he's a tremendous coach, but I just don't think he has the horses to run it. Uh, and how about that backup running back situation? Chestnut. Uh, who's I think really underrated might be the number two there for the Titans and Ty J Sharp and and you know how they mix in if if there mm-hmm. was to be an injury for for Derrick Henry and, and Ty Chandler as well he kind of carried right. the load for the Vikes as a number two I mean that mm-hmm. that wasn't as clear before this preseason yeah we're looking for deep sleeping running backs there in the uh, mm-hmm. in the Titans Vikings game handcuffs yep how about Chiefs Cardinals Matt. Well, we got the worst team in the league against the best team in the league. What does that mean in week two of preseason? You know, like, I mean, the Cardinals are going to win 35 to three. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Mahomes played last week. Will he again? I don't know. Um, I got one for you. Michael Wilson, wide receiver for the Cardinals. Ooh, real good one. I was going to say Sky Moore, but Michael Wilson's oh, a really good one. Nice. Uh, speaking of uh, speaking of best ball draftees by by yours truly, Sky Moore, I'm all about him this year. Mm, I own him a lot, too. He might be their number one receiver. I don't trust Kadarius Tony ever, ever. No, and his his the, his style of play is different, too. Yeah. It's, uh, it's let's force the ball to him rather than the natural flow of the game, and I want that number one natural flow of the game receiver. Could be Sky Moore this year. Big big year, too, for him. Yeah, I like the Wilson call for the Cardinals. Maybe the first tight end drafted last year, Trey McBride, looks like a, a foundation piece over these next couple mm. weeks. You know, yep. Maybe. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Denver Broncos and the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle Shanahan said we might see Brock Purdy in the ones out there for a series or two, but it's going to be a whole lot of Sam Darnold and Trey Lance. And so, you know, that's the that's the price of admission for the uh, for the 49ers. And then, you know, obviously, what's Sean Payton doing with Russell Wilson? Does that look like it's turning around there in Denver? Yeah, I mean, frankly, I'd like Lance to look like he belongs. You know, I mean, I'm rooting for him, too. It's been a rough outing, kind of like we mentioned. Uh, any other Denver notes? I mean, you previewed this game a lot more than I have. Is it, do they play in their dudes? Is Wilson going to play? I mean, I, I do you know the answer to that? Stuff? Yeah, yeah. Denver is going to play their guys. I don't know how long. It's going to be a, a full quarter. Or if it's going to be like mm-hmm. you know a couple series or something like that. But uh, oh, Javante Williams—that's the one I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I, I didn't think he'd be in the mix until Halloween. I mean, he's way ahead of schedule. Are they lying to us about what he is, or am I drafting him early in my fantasy league and going to love it? I, I'm curious about that one. Oh, and by the way, as as is any year, and we're talking sleeper fantasy running backs, always look for who Kyle Shanahan's like number three yeah. running back is. And, and it's Jordan. I think it's going to be Jordan Mason this okay. year. That's the guy. And so watch him run angry. On, that uh, matters. Yeah, That absolutely matters. 
uh, Raiders and Rams, the former team of Los Angeles against the current team that was a former team of Los Angeles. And um, Stetson Bennett, I think, is is a fun one here. I mean, you don't want to just pick the, the rookie quarterbacks for all these teams, but there's a lot of those good rookie mid-round quarterbacks here. Aiden O'Connell maybe played the best of all of them in preseason week number one for the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. We had that conversation earlier in the week about the not-as-touted rookies. Well, these are two at the top of the list, so I think both should play a lot. If I'm the Rams, you know, fan here, I'm looking for how about a little continuity on the O-line? You know, their O-line, I, I knew it was injured a lot last year, but I didn't know it was the most injured offensive line since football outsiders charted these things since 1980. So <laughs> that's not so great. And how about two or three defensive players sticking out for the Rams that aren't named Aaron Donald? Yes, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody that looks like anyway. they're an starting player. Right. Like, okay, maybe we have a linebacker or a D-end or what, you know. Uh, Cowboys, Seahawks, what are you looking for, Matt? Um, a name I thought was really interesting, too, is Damone Clark. Remember the linebacker from LSU? Missed all last year. I loved him coming out of LSU. He's big. He's like Vander Esch size. And you had the red shirt him. So instead of a second-round pick, they got him in like the fourth. Well, the buzz around him has been tremendous. So he's a guy to watch for me for sure for the Cowboys. I'm watching uh, the running back situation closely for the Seahawks mm -hmm. and uh, staying with running backs. Deuce Vaughn. It's just fun to see him because yeah, he's so he was small and, and he looked like he, a video game character out there, right? looks like someone's kid got loose. He's so small, but man, eight carries for 50 yards and a touchdown last week. Yeah. Keep it up. You know, that'd be great. Uh, I mean, he was a fun story. Can you string a few games together being a fun story? Yeah. Are you a fun story? You're, uh, are you going to have an a NFL career for a while? Mm -hmm. All right. Well said. Sunday, we've got the uh, Saints and Chargers in primetime. Struggling on this one a I got, little bit. Actually, I, got two, I got two good ones here. Okay, good. A.T. Perry, Saints oh, wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I cannot believe he fell to the sixth round. This guy's ready to play now. I think he's going to make an impact for the Saints. As a rookie, he's tall, lean, uh, just a smooth wide receiver, can go get the football down the field and, and can can get open in that you know intermediate to deep area of the football field. Had a touchdown catch last week. Uh, Jake Hayner's another one. Uh, uh, those mid-round quarterbacks to watch there um, for the Saints, and he was a favorite of mine out of Fresno State in this year's draft. And then for the Chargers, how about this guy, Matt? C.J. Okoye. Ooh, he, look at you. Wow. He, international pathway program for the NFL. And I think every team, I know the 49ers have one, Alfredo Gutierrez, who's uh, an offensive tackle for Mexico. And, you know, you get a you get a free extra player on your training camp roster. It doesn't account against the 90 that you bring to camp. And he's been around the 49ers for a couple of years. And it's a really good story. How about this one, though, with, with uh, Basil C.J. Okoye? And he is... Six foot six, six seven, three hundred and fifteen pounds. He played football. Are you? I mean, he played basketball growing up. He never played in a football game. Last week was the first football game he ever played in, and never it was in the NFL. In and he got a sack. And he looks like a guy that you would think would would be developed as an offensive tackle, but I think it just it probably takes too long. And so he was the was MVP that, yeah. of the NFL Africa like combine training camp. He started training for football in January of this year. He's in the wow. NFL, currently got a sack and has never, and he didn't even know that you like flip sides after every quarter in a football game. It was the first <laughs> of my life. I mean, it's an insane story. Wow. I'm sure they'll feature him tonight or that 
Saturday night on the broadcast, Sunday, whenever that is. That is awesome. And I guess you're right. Like, O-line is so much technique. At least a D-line, you could just be like, sick him. Go get that guy. You know, I mean, so, wow, that is a cool story. Yeah, out of Nigeria. Really cool story. Uh, I love Very. love hearing that one. And uh, and how about all those guys that didn't get a shot and can't play in the NFL that played a lot of football their entire life and worked every day? And this one guy shows up from Nigeria. He's like, well, yeah. guess what? I'm 6'6", 315 and athletic, and I'm in the NFL now. And this game's easy. Huh? Here we go. Boom. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll be a star. Yeah, and you know, maybe they'll, you know, maybe he's getting his feet wet on the D line, and they say, ah, maybe we'll we'll cross train you and see what you have. What, you know, when you have a full off season, we'll try to, you know, once you learn about football, maybe play a little offensive line. But I think it's a lot harder to learn that side, right. and Definitely. so much you have to know on the O line to just start from scratch. Yeah, hundred percent. Last one, we got Monday Night Football, Matt, and it is the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington Commanders. I'm getting kind of worried about the Ravens defense. I mean, this Humphrey injury. And they went and signed Darby kind of off the scrap heap. I don't think their pass rush is particularly great. But I think we have to focus on, are they going to have, whether it's Zay Flowers, Odell, and Bateman or not, are we going to see a lot of 11 personnel, uh, three receiver sets, you know, just the style of how they go play football on offense? Uh, I have no nothing else to add to that one. I think it's time to get out of here. I think we've talked enough about pre Last thing I just want to throw out here, too, just because okay. it became official this morning, Sam Howell is officially the starter for the Commanders. I don't know if he's playing or not, but they announced it this morning, I guess. I uh, should probably get him out there, I think. So I, there you go. That's one to watch. Probably could use New some reps. starting official quarterback is Sam Howell. Congratulations. How about that? All right. Uh, and we'll have it all broken down, whatever notes we have and, and highlights from preseason week number two. Back with you Monday right here. Peacock and Williamson.